be good go ahead chris go ahead chris from chicago and milwaukee and uh chicago you're back from texas this is around comics the comic culture podcast where we talk about everything in and around the world of comics and comics culture i'm your host christopher neesman joined as always by my partner in crime mr brian salazar hello from Texas. So, no, so, whenever, Texas. so just because I can't hear the, the intro, whenever the video switches to me, that's when I should start the intro. Oh, you can't correct? hear it? No, I can't hear the I can't hear the music. Oh, I thought you could hear it. I was wondering oh, why no, all no, of a sudden... that's why that's why I'm that's why I'm sitting here like a dummy. Oh, well now I know. Yeah. Tom Sorry. looks surprised. Tom. Well, Tom. Maybe, maybe oh, I shit. should do the intro from now on. <laughs> just because it, it'll be easier. I think no intro. No. Or no intro. No intro. Would be good. It's old school. It's the only it's the only thing that I sound even remotely intelligent doing. So Well, we can't have that. No, absolutely yeah. not. Hey, Jen, how you doing? It's Friday night and we're talking comics yeah. like the old days. We just need to be at yeah. like Dark Tower Comics tonight. And uh it would be like uh, you know, two thousand fourteen all over again. Yeah. Drinking and smoking and being there's bad. Some, there's some long boxes in this room behind me. <laughs> Tom digging through quarter boxes. Yeah, just digging. Yeah. Me checking out the latest hero clicks. Me smoking with Tiny Hank in the back alley. Is Aww, Tiny Hank. Is hero clicks still a thing? I believe so. It's bigger it's, than I, ever. I was... I was at the uh, I was at the the local comic shop and they had a free comic book day hero click. So somebody's mm. still making them. Interesting. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. out mm-hmm. there. I went um, to the- the, it is also uh, opening day for for most of us uh, baseball fans. Watching the so. White Sox shit the bed as we speak. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> is bullpen? Got into the bullpen? No, not yet. But Giolito has not had a good two innings. He's given up five yeah. runs. His ERA That's is like right. 75 right now, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way, nice. to start, nice. way to start the season strong, Giolito. Yeah, my, my Cardinals are... Uh, oh, they just tied uh, it up. Playing some play, playing the Buckos and... Uh, and Tom, your uh, your your Brewers are in Chicago this afternoon. Yep. yep. Playing paying yep. those sweet New Jerseys. Did yeah. you guys see my? Uh, <laughs> there was an Onion article. You know, it was a uh, Chicago uh, Cubs uh, put cardboard cutouts of fans pissing all over outside of Wrigley Field. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That is that is entertaining. Yes. You know what else is entertaining? What? 
our book of the month. Oh, I thought you, I thought you had a sponsor. Like, that sounded no. like a perfect oh. segue to a sponsorship. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, Chris found a sponsor? Sounds like, oh, finally. Yeah. Finally. Oh, wait around here. Uh, <laughs> no, it is our book of the month-ish, I think is what we're going to call it. Sure. Go on, go on. Since we've been, um, it's, it's been a little over a month since we uh, talked about this. Uh, we are going to be chit-chatting about the old guard from Image Comics and our old buddy, Mr. Uh, Greg Rucka. It's uh, also uh, Leandro Fernandez on art. If you are uh, an old Queen and Country fan like me, you know that they teamed up for an arc in Queen and Country. That was one of one of my favorites. Um, and as most everyone knows, especially most people who aren't comic book fans, The Old Guard is now one of the uh, top 10 most viewed movies in Netflix history. Is that correct? Sure. Netflix. It is now. I mean, it's, that's, if yeah. you said it. It's had over 100 million views, I think, since it launched a couple weeks ago. So we're going to chit chat about the, about the movie adaptation a little bit as well. But um, this was my pick. So I'll let you guys get started. Uh, what did you think of The Old Guard? Tom looks under pressure. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't answer that. Uh, I liked it. We'll Good. start with that. That's, I mean, it was very. Uh, it's sort of you know, classic comic book, combining a bunch of different things that you've seen different places, but perhaps not combined in quite the yeah mix that it's there you know like immortal warriors and yeah yeah it's a little bit of it's a little jj abrams-esque and that's like a big old pot of stuff mixed together and remixed yeah. perhaps it's a, in a covert way. team yeah but they're Who really immortal old. and they're immortal and, they don't and, and it's a strong die. female lead character yeah it's lit yeah. but it's cool who smokes I mean, and drinks it's great it's great yeah because of you know like fucks it, a lot what was that and she fucks a lot Oh, yeah, he has a very yeah. healthy sexual appetite. Now, no trucking. <laughs> this is where <laughs> the problem begins. Be, there might be some semi trucks in here. I'm going to have to, may I have to call you out on this. But, I feel like there was at least one semi truck. Maybe just a lot of box trucks. A trucking comic isn't just a picture of a truck. It's about the lifestyle. <laughs> so if I had one criticism. Uh, you couldn't fit a, some, a truck driver. It's not one character with a CDL. Not, not one of these immortal warriors has gotten their commercial driver's license. In 2,000 years? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that would be, a, you know, you're going to travel the earth. Uh, if you you're going to be 6,000 years old, at yeah. some point you're going to need a CDL. You need a, I, I've seen Knight Rider. Your headquarters can be in the back of a semi-truck. There you go. It works. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen the movie, but re reading the comic, I would be I'd like that. Totally makes sense that that could be a movie. <laughs> that could be a movie just because of those elements to it, where it's like, yes, oh, it's, it's kind of familiar, but like in a way I haven't seen before. That's like yeah. a great elevator pitch uh, material for it, and the art is great in it. Love that. Fernandez is awesome, and and we'll talk a lot about Rucka and and you know the story in general. But but just take a minute just to praise Fernandez's art. I love his art style. So just the schnozzes that he puts on people. Man can draw a nose. 
Love a good nose. Very uh, Eduardo Rizzo-esque, I felt. Or uh, even some Gabriel Ba in there. I liked Mm -hmm. it a lot. Um, Did... I, you know, one of the things I noticed with the art this time around reading it was you, his style is very like uh, simple. In you know, he he doesn't use much shading. There's not a lot of cross hatching. It's very spot blacks kind blacks. of thing. Yeah. But what he makes up with is the depth of his scenes. Like every single scene has a foreground, a middle ground and a background. And sometimes he yeah. does that twice over in a scene. Like he does a mm-hmm. lot of detail in the, in the atmosphere of the scenes, which is great for this story because it takes place in a lot of different interesting locations and, and uh, gives you uh, that great feel. Yeah. That's where I can see a little bit of the comparison with uh, Eduardo Rizzo. And that was, you know, it's one of my favorite parts of, of hundred bullets is that there were stories that were told in that book purely by what was going on in the background and you sure. know, stories within stories that sometimes, and the brilliance of that book is that sometimes those stories would come back and actually be a part of the book. Sometimes it didn't mean anything. What are you chuckling about? We lost Tom there for a second and then oh. Tom came back. back. He, He's um, back. I don't He's know how I have, it. I have, I have two Toms. I have, I have, I can oh, add what? another oh, Tom. Tom's back. Yeah. So, oh my God. I realized I was on my neighbor's internet connection because he's got a bad internet connection. <laughs> it wasn't as good. I was like, everything's breaking up. Something's so wrong here. Mine. You're breaking the multiverse wrong. here. Yeah, something's wrong. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 Earth B Tom on the other one. Uh, but yeah, I can see that 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 Rizzo comparison. I mean, it's certainly the you know the I, I don't want to say European comic because it's uh, it's it's not. It's you know, foreign. Um, uh, comics, Boz, Brazilian. Uh, where is Eduardo Rizzo from? Spain, oh, I believe. Spain. Is he is he Spanish? I think so. I don't know if he yeah. or Italian. Yeah. One of those. No, he's he's yeah Latin. It's I just forget. I forget if he's if he's South South America or think, or Europe. But uh, I think but yeah, it's that vibe for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a definite influence, or you know, maybe it's just. They're all influenced by like, uh, uh, what, what's the, um, oh God, now I can't think of it. What's the artist? Jacques Tardy. To- Topo. Oh, uh, who? Uh, God damn it. I, I'm going to have to look it up. I can't think of it. Ah! Topolini, Topi, uh, Topo, Topo. Is it Topo or Topi? Topo? Who's the guy who did Torpedo? Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman's From Torpedo? Yeah. Sergio Topi. <laughs> Topo Aquaman Octopus. I've got that book around. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, Sergio Topi. Huh? Isn't it Sergio Topi? What? Or am I thinking of someone else? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is uh, Jordi Bernay. Is Torpedo. Oh, there you go. We've Jordy never Bernay. been more just like old men than we were just in the last like minute. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 What was that? I can't what? hear you. Oh no! If somebody different. What? Who's that guy? I can't hear anyone. <laughs> you topa, tor- topa, 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 topi, topi, topi tops, topo. So, uh, uh, 
there, next thing, when, when people are actually allowed to go back to conventions and cosplay, uh, I'm calling, there's going to be a lot of those sweet, sweet battle axes that Andy carries around. That's going to be and herpes. And there's going to be a lot of herpes and sweet, sweet battle axes. Although I think Barcon is being canceled. That's one of the things that's not ever going to come back is the after parties at at conventions. I think that's a, that's for been, multiple reasons. That's been yeah. <laughs> Bad things yeah. happen. Bad things happen. Although that was always my favorite part of the show. I, I mean, I you know I've been groped a couple of times, but other than that, it's been fine. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> I get handsy. I'm sorry, Sal. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Chris well, did force uh, me to sleep in a bed with him one convention. It's happened before. It's mm. twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jay okay, Scars. You're a good snuggler. Jay Scars knows the. Oh, uh, Scarsy. He knows the, hey, the deal. I miss that guy. He's a kid. He is <laughs> a little child. Wait a he's second. A, he's a little. He's a, he's our. You know, old. He's been listening his entire life. His entire life. To around comics. Scarzy, you're be, you're behind on the uh, the Dark Tower reference. Sal already uh, already threw that one in there. Well, he had posted earlier. I just didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say we're we're more like ninety miles apart than uh, six feet. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Any uh, other thoughts on uh, on the old guard? Um, uh, yeah. I uh, well. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, really enjoyed it. it. I. I um, I was intrigued reading it after I had watched the movie of the differences, and knowing that Rucka had written both the the comic book and the screenplay for the movie for Netflix. Yes. Um, it was interesting to see the sort of things he changed or decided to change the choices he kind of made. Um, in in the characters, you know, he the he had added you know, a, a different character and, and removed another character from, mm-hmm. from the book, which I thought was interesting. I didn't, I, I think that might be setting up, you know, the sequel to the movie uh, where the, the, the character Achilles that he removed, which he didn't, I mean, uh, yeah, there you go. I haven't read that yet, yeah. so I have no idea. Uh, it but explains a lot of that. One of the things that was interesting was like, Comparing the violence and and some of the moments, like uh, in the in the in the very beginning of the book, and I'll actually pull it up here. Um, when you find out that they've you know they were set up by Copley, and that mm-hmm. moment where they get shot to shit uh, in that room, in that empty room, is is kind of a small moment in the book. But it's like this huge, really like interesting, you know, exciting moment in. Yeah, it's the, kind of the, the the flashpoint in the movie that that kind of that's the, the the twist that that kind of sets everything else in motion. Yeah, and and it's interesting to see the difference there between the book and the and the and the movie with that. It's like, oh, I wonder why he didn't make that more. I mean, I guess he did. He, they kind of did, but it's just in a movie where you can like draw that out. For yeah. thirty seconds, you know, it just yeah. it seems to it take was an on, awesome scene. Yeah. in the movie that was drawn out, it was a couple pages in the book, still an important scene, but not as you know. It's just just whenever not, you think of the movie. It's like, oh yeah, that was a, a huge scene. Yeah, and like the action was really interesting. Like I thought, uh, Fernandez does an awesome job with some of his action scenes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's some stuff in there that I love his use of lettering. I mean, it really reminds me a little bit of like Dark Knight Returns and like some Mazzucchelli Daredevil and that kind of thing. Like really cool use of stairwells and, you know, the the backgrounds mm-hmm. and then combining all this uh, these action words, you know, bam and zoom and bang and butta 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 yep. from the machine guns and all the gunfire yeah. that's going but on. It's at, but it's it's I I would assume not done by the letter actually drawn in as part of the art. Is. Yeah, I would I would think so because I don't see how you would do that as a collaboration. That seems too tough. Yeah. Like yeah, it seems like it would be something that he put in there. Um, but but even so, it's like you can't. There's no way to get the same effect as you get like in a movie with a well choreographed action scene. And like you don't quite get the same feel like when Charlize Theron um, is like wading through, you know, 10 or 15 soldiers. <laughs> it's just like, holy That's shit. The church, the church scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that scene is just like, whoa, fuck. Yeah, yeah, there, real- Tom, who has not seen the movie yet, there is there is a, a scene where. There is there there are people that have that have been sent out to to kill uh, Charlie's Theron and and the, and the mm-hmm. rest of and she c- kind of just pulls a badass move of you guys get out the back door I'll take care of this and then she goes and just absolutely rails through with fifteen heavily armed you, soldiers and it just it's brutal it's awesome and much more hand to hand stuff oh yeah yeah. I mean, it's well, just, that's, it's what, really, that's what I want to say. <laughs> I mean, it's just interesting, like, you know, both mediums have strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's things in comics you can't do in, in movies, and there's just things in movies you can't do in a comic. You know, and they both, it, 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 the, you know, this is one of the, the closer adaptations, I would say, a comic book adaptation. Yeah. I mean, the movie is really close. I mean, there's, you know, it, it follows pretty much the plot points, you know, Note yeah, the, plot, the plot is the plot is almost identical. There's yeah. there's some character changes and and they for if you've read the second volume of the comic, there's a character who plays a little bit more prominent role in the movie than than in the comic. And the first in in this one uh, opening fire, it's more of the prominent character in the second volume. So it'll be interesting to see as the the next Netflix movie comes out and I think it's probably safe to say it's going to be a trilogy of movies and it's already been announced that it's a trilogy of, of comics. Um, but I think the, uh, just from a, a spectator standpoint, what's interesting is that we talk a lot when a comic is adapted to film or TV about the changes once it's been taken away from the original creators. This was, um, a, a rare opportunity to see what happens when the original writer also handles the screen, the, the screenwriting duties. And so he made choices to change from the, from the comic. So I, I think that's, I think sometimes people have the work on the assumption that if it were left to the original writer, those changes wouldn't be made. And I think this is a really good example of, Sometimes you're wrong. Have to be have to be made for it to be a, a, a viewable, watchable movie. You know? Well, one of the interesting changes he made was the villain. I felt in the comic is a very sort of one note, uh, cartoonish character. He's very vile and over the top, and not the much. Guy? De- huh? The pharma guy. 
Yeah. Yeah. N- not much to him. I mean, he's just sort of pharma bro. I mean, Skrilly. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah. and, and he's Skrilly. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's, he's not that interesting of a villain, quite honestly. He's, he's kind of there. And I, and I felt like the change to make the character a little more three dimensional in the film was good. And, uh, you know, uh, it just not as, quite as over-the-top villainy, uh, you know, as in the comic. It was just one of those things I noticed, like, oh, this this character's pretty kind of cartoonish. Like, he's he's a little over-the-top. A little blah-blah-blah-ha-ha. Um... (laughs) Like real, like real pharma people are. It's like, I get it. He's a bad guy. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like it's, it's pretty close to the source material, obviously, yeah. but uh, I enjoyed them both. I liked both the movie. I like, you know, I, it was an interesting experience of like reading the comic after watching the movie. Cause that's rarely the case for me. Mm-hmm. Like generally it's like, I'll, I'll read the comic and then watch the movies, but this time it was the other way around. So it was kind of interesting to go through that experience of like knowing the story already and like going, Oh, I kind of like the movie better, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but it was only because I, I experienced it at first, you know, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah Charlie- I, I think it's, it, it's interesting that I can enjoy the movie for what the movie is and enjoy the comic for what the comic is. Um, kind of, yeah, good pick one. I have, to, I have to pick one. Yeah. One's good and one's garbage. <laughs> bottom of the stack. Bottom. You have to uh, hate one. It, you have to despise Greg Rucka as yeah. a screenwriter. You can love him as a comic book writer, but you have to despise him then as a screenwriter. Yes. Uh, uh, Greg Rucka ruined Greg Rucka's story. <laughs> I think, and it's, you know, it's, it depends on, on how you look at it, but, um, uh, I think interesting like that that I like this. Um, uh, a, a immortal gay couple, you know, that's that's in the story, and um, it didn't feel incredibly out of place. Sometimes it, that stuff can feel kind of shoehorned in. You know, I mean, it's Rocco. He's a guilty white guy. Of course, he's good. he's a guilty white guy from Portland. Like, okay, there's five <laughs> immortal beings on the planet. Two are female. One's black, two are gay. Oh, there is one maybe straight white guy. We're not quite sure. Yeah, but he ends up. Those being are the, the odds. Asshole. That's the odds that that's going to happen. And and he turns up being the traitorous asshole. Of course, of course. Yeah, all the white know, guy. Yeah. Listen, if you live a thought for like six thousand years or whatever, uh, you're gonna like you're gonna try everything. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna <laughs> fuck whatever. I mean, you're gonna be so bored with. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. inanimate objects. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, but no, I, although you, I guess if you think about it, like if these, you know, most of them are ancient, like what was the population of the planet, you know, when they were, when they mm-hmm. were born, you know, she, like she 6,800 years ago. Yeah. What was the makeup of the, pl- I don't know. I'm not a very smart a person. I'm, I was going to say I'm not an anthropologist, but I'm just not a very smart person. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, very, I'm not very well educated. I am an idiot. I'm an idiot, so I don't know what yeah, the I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. I thought the, the it was interesting because in the movie, the scene with the gay couple in the, in when they're being transported and like there's that big speech that the yeah. one guy gives about it's like verbatim from the comic. yeah it is, but I didn't know that I was kind of like oh did they kind of 
you know, shove that in there for the movie, you know, but then it's like, oh no, it's right there it's in the pages, same exact yeah. speech. Like, oh, yeah, right. I'm sure Greg was like, I worked on that speech for like four <laughs> days and it's going to be verbatim. Oh, we get it, Greg. You're a hero. You're a- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty diverse, diverse comic book, diverse movie, which is, you know, that's all, that's all good stuff. So, and what we come to expect from Greg. It's, uh, you know, first of all, it does have to have a uh, strong yet flawed uh, female lead. That's kind of been his um, his modus operandi for Is she quite flawed? How is she flawed? How would you say she's flawed? Um, I should... Pr- um, Drinks too well, much? I mean... The, 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 uh, the probably near alcoholism, that's, smoking... That's, ca- that's kind of pot calling the kettle black, my friend. <laughs> Flawed, flawed as, I, as I drink some whiskey. Um, uh, the second volume kind of gets into some some other transgressions. So yeah, she's she's not a tax person. cheat, huh? <laughs> tax cheat. <laughs> Probably identity Probably. theft. Identity theft. Definitely that. Yeah, you, yeah. you couldn't go a couple thousand years without doing that. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you uh, speculate, but yeah, she's uh, over 6,000 years old. She has ruled. Um, I mean, she does murder a lot of people. She does murder <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that's, that's pretty she was, she was we, we keep she forgetting was, that she's killed a lot. A lot, a, a lot of people. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's definitely a flaw. The one thing with warlords do with the people that they captured but didn't kill, you know, so there's the one thing with the movie that they didn't do that I enjoyed about the book more was sort of the flashbacks in history and the little peeks into their times in history and their in their backstories. I Mm -hmm. thought added a little more. I mean, it's just a little more interesting to me um, because of that. I mean, not that the movie needed that necessarily, but. Yeah. I like that in the book that you kind of got a glimpse of where these guys came from or what battles they were in or what experiences they had had previously. It wasn't a ton, but I was thinking about it and I'm like, oh yeah, it probably didn't make much sense to try and put that in because it's like, well, how are you going to, you know, cause in the, in the book, she's sort of like narrating those stories and she's telling mm-hmm. us those stories of all the characters and that, yeah. Quite wouldn't quite work in the movie, I don't think. You know what I mean? Like that would be kind of a weird transition to like all of a sudden she's telling you the story of Booker, mm-hmm. you, you know, or or one of the yeah. other characters, you know. Um, didn't Nikki and Joe kill each other? Isn't that how they? Well, yeah, they were on opposite sides, opposite of, sides, of the, sides of a battle, right? Of a battle, and they couldn't kill each other, and they just kept coming back, and then yeah, then obviously that turned into love. That blossomed. That's <laughs> how all love stories start. Pretty right? much. You love the ones you nice can't metaphor. kill. Yeah. So, yeah, I I enjoyed it. Um, I like the the I like the series. Um, I think the movie was was solid. It's a uh, it's it's weird that Charlie Theron has kind of um, turned into a big action comic book star over the last few years. It's. Uh, uh, after Atomic Blonde and and now this and you can you know not that Mad Max is is a uh, comic book adaptation but uh, you know that that you know female action lead she kind of she plays the role well she's a badass she is a badass I mean 
You ever she watch? Play, she plays ones? a badass. You ever watch Hot Ones on uh, on YouTube? It's uh, the hot sauce. The, the hot oh yeah. Show. Yeah, she was on that and like literally not phased through most of it. She's from, she's South African and it's women was not phased. Women have a higher threshold of pain than men. Do That's, South Africans eat a lot of hot food? Yes. Yes. They, There's they some do. traditionally really uh, hot, spicy sauces that they put on meat and that kind of stuff. Hmm. Women, higher threshold of pain. Is that, is that, so. <laughs> this is true. Handle so their capsation or uh, cap, uh, yeah. Uh, caps. What, what's the what's the the heat? What, what makes peppers hot? Uh, capsaicin? capsaicin, capsaicin, something like that. The capsaicin, mm-hmm. yeah. Pepper childbirth, juice. hot peppers, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, for uh, folks out there that want to continue the uh, the story from the uh, opening fire, the uh, second volume, uh, Force Multiplied, is out in single issues. I imagine that it will be uh, released in trade here before the end of the year, and they already announced the. Third series in the book is going to be called Fade Away. So that uh, I think it's kind of always been planned to be a, a trilogy. So if I won't read something unless it's a trilogy. <laughs> watch something. It's got to be three. I have a beginning, middle, and end. Beginning, middle, and end. It's not worthy. If it's not worthy of three parts, unless it's a franchise, I'm not going to invest my time. <laughs> Some one-off. None of these one-offs. The, yeah, little, yeah. You know, this story has never been told before. That's why there was a Godfather 3, because Tom demanded it. <laughs> and Francis Ford Coppola. I was like, what? There's only two? Everybody blamed Tom. If you're going to make a second one, start filming that third one at the same time. Right it's away. Right away. Yeah. yeah. Well, so they, they already announced that, or have they announced that there's going to be a sequel uh, for Netflix? It's, I, I can't imagine that it wouldn't be. I mean, it's you know, it's a hundred million views or whatever. It's yeah. I don't think they're announcing anything at this point because nothing's being made. Being right made now. Yeah. yeah, you can't. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, Who knows? Uh, yeah. we'll know sometime, sometime next year. Hopefully, there might be a. a uh, old guard podcast with Charlize Theron and Greg Rucka because they're out of work. That's you know. it's like here. Here's your line. <laughs> I mean, the thing that's crazy about it is think about during this, how long during this pandemic, it's really illustrated how much stuff Netflix had filmed and was done and was ready <laughs> in the like, can. Yeah. Like no one's filmed anything. The, the, the scary not- part of that, Tom is think about the lag that is going to happen. Oh, there's going to be a few months. Oh, no, don't worry. They're, they'll, People right now are pitching dumb Zoom game shows and like it's it's, it's gonna, animation studios are going to be pretty busy. Yeah, there'll be a lot of animated stuff coming out. A lot of yeah. uh, I will stupid remote game shows. Or I saw E Television has something where you can do a Zoom call with a celebrity. That's just the show. Yeah, it's like we don't have anything. We can't do anything. <laughs> Life is a no. podcast, Tom. Life is now Life a podcast. Is, that finally, is, the world has come around. Right? Yeah. We're, we've been ahead stuff. of the game. We've been doing this for years. These <laughs> these jokers are just getting into yeah. it. Is, like everyone has a podcast now. Every single actor, comedian, 
Yeah. You know, they all have podcasts now because they, they have nothing else to do. Yeah, now that the world, whole world is as sad as we are. <laughs> yeah, I just keep coming up like Brie Larson's. <laughs> Like Brie Larson's show has like more dislikes than likes or something. It's kind of turned into really, yeah. I haven't, it's, I haven't it's seen one of those. That's just kind of become a magnet for people to hate on. Well, I couldn't stand. I I only saw the the like promo clip of it and the the like the twelve seconds of her pretending like not knowing what she's doing and not knowing how to be in front of a camera to make it seem like, you know, she's a normal person. I, that was enough for me. I couldn't take any more after that. I was done. <laughs> I can't 12 seconds. is enough of you. I was, like, <laughs> I was fascinated with Saturday night live from home though. I'll that tell you that bad. was, yeah. I will say those people deserve an award for attempting to do comedy from their fucking bathrooms. <laughs> like, whoever, was, whoever the gal is that did the Airbnb skit, that was, that was a, good. like the, like she's the, new, I think like the Swedish, like, uh, Gen Z tourist that, that, that checked into the, the woman's house, like the week before the lockdown. Yeah. And it's like two months later and she's still living there. And yeah, that was, I, that I was, was impressed with what they, what they were able to come up with. I mean, considering oh, yeah. the limitations, say what you will about Saturday night live, but you know, those people put in a hero's effort trying to make you last. <laughs> yes. That was professional, professional improv there. Yeah. There's, there was a point where I'm just like, Every one of these skits is going to be like a Zoom skit of like stupid Zoom encounters. It wasn't though. I mean, that was nice. Yeah, I said. Uh, I said when I when I first started watching, I'm like, years from now, someone will produce a film talking about the trials and tribulations of trying of attempting the Saturday Night Live cast attempting to put on this season amid COVID, and that person is Lauren Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's been it's been something. Jesus bro. Christ, Giolito fucking your team comes back and gives you five runs to tie the game and you just go back out there and give it right back. God damn it. Sorry. He he pitched he, he pitched all of his good stuff in um uh oh no and Colton Wong thrown out on a triple error thrown out at the plate. So he deserved both it. Both of our teams are. Uh, he he had to go though. Our uh, friend from Hawaii, Jason hey. D. Kim. Hey there, Jason. Tom's front. <laughs> no, no, that's Tom's back. Not. Oh, Jason. How's oh, Hawaii? Hi. What's that's him I wonder what. That's him saying goodbye. Oh. I wonder what's uh, <laughs> goodbye. I'm leaving you, Sal. back. Yeah, we got We just have to guess which it is. Yeah, we, I don't know. So yeah, that's uh, Jason. Jason Kim from uh, from whole, uh, Hawaii is saying hi on the YouTube live feed. Uh, for those out there that just listen to this as an audio podcast, uh, just let you know. Go fuck yourselves. This. Oh wait, uh, no, no, nothing. That's, that's the old core member. That's the core group of listeners. Uh, we do do this as a as a live video stream on YouTube, and then it is uh, archived there for your viewing pleasure. If you ever wanted to know what we looked like, and we YouTube, Facebook, greatly. and Periscope. Oh, and Periscope simultaneously. Yes. 
Nice. That's a v- lot. VHS subscription. <laughs> Get it. I think we're on uh, the Ocho uh, also. I think. Yeah. yeah. ESP, at this point, ESPN might be that uh, that desperate for programming. <laughs> but, uh, Sal, if, uh, if folks want to contact the show, they can do so by uh, emailing us at info at aroundcomics.com. Uh, or you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all those places, all those social media places that are the cesspool and downfall of American culture. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So you can, uh, you can go on Facebook and, uh, be part of the conversation after the show. You can also suggest things like, uh, um, what books of the month we can talk about, uh, different topics or um, any questions that you have? So we love the uh, the uh, interaction with listeners and viewers. So I just want to point that. out to people that Chris is wearing a St. Louis Cardinals jersey, a St. Louis Cardinals hat, and drinking out of a White Sox cup. Where's your Brewers? Uh, are you wearing Brewers underwear? Uh, I mean, how how uh, fractured is your friendship, my friend? <sighs> There's what is that? I don't know what that is. I can't tell. It's too small. Is that a turtle? Oh, barrel man. Oh, barrel man brewers. Yeah. Oh, oh man. There you go. Do you have no loyalty for my brothers? No for loyalty. I have loyalty to you and you. That's why I'm doing. <laughs> Greg <that>. Rucka. <laughs> Greg Rucka. A Greg Rucka jersey. <laughs> These are all teams of cities. I've when is Greg Rucka going to give us a strong, bald lead hero of a book? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's yeah. a bald man himself. I would yeah, say yeah. it's time. Yeah. It's I'm, long past time. I'm telling you, man, it's his, he, he's got his wheelhouse and he's sticking with it. And, uh, and I don't, uh, I don't blame him. Hey, he's, I mean, he's killing it right now. He's got Stumptown and, uh, the old guard, uh, he uh, Gail Godot, uh, just signed on to to be in a uh, like spy by spy versus spy inspired espionage movie that he's writing. That so sounds terrible. That. Everything's uh, coming up, Rucka. Everything, yeah, it's it's good. You know, it's uh, I'm I'm happy for him. Good, for good him. to be Rucka. Good to be Rucka. Absolutely. Rucka's got all the lucka. (laughs) And hey, as of yet, nobody has come out and said that he's raped anyone. (laughs) I mean, that's terrific. probably be, that would never happen with Craig. Oh, never say never, my friend. Yeah. Don't, don't put your, uh, Chickens in in one basket. If I were if I were a betting man, I'd say that that one's pretty that one's pretty safe. <laughs> don't so, put all your chickens in a, one ruckle. Yeah. Don't put all your eggs. Yeah, yeah. His wife would kill him. Uh, yeah, there's yeah anyone who is who is also uh, it's just wrong. wrong. And, <laughs> and also just <laughs> also a terrible thing to do and morally yes. wrong. Yes. Yeah. And if there's there's anyone who is yeah, I mean, Greg. All right, all right, Mr. PR. You don't have to. You don't have to try and. It was just a joke. Just... I understand. So, Sal, stop saying rape. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, great! Now you said it. Now the fucking. Oh, gee. <laughs> We're gonna get kicked off of, of YouTube for sure. 
Oh, definitely. Um, so yeah, um, so that's the old guard. Um, hope you read it. I hope you liked it. Um, who is going to pick our next book to read? It's Tom, isn't it? Mm, or, yes. or no? We're, yeah. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> yes. Tom like, looks around frantically at his at his at his book. No, I got I got it picked out. I got Do my you? camera. I got my camera on a dolly right now, just sort of. Like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> zoom in on me. Hey, what's up, guys? Back up. Wow. I, I finally bought a new webcam, so I don't have to uh, steal my wife's from from her office. You can finally finally buy webcams again. It's great. Finally. Uh, I am picking, uh, it is from IDW, it is a graphic novel called Tiananmen 1989, mm. Our Shattered Hopes. I've been wanting uh, to read that. that sounds uh, sad. <laughs> it's good. I think you'll like it a lot. Uh, All right. Uh, Sal's like, oh, history. Ugh, gross. I told you I was what not very that, smart. I told you it has an immortal warrior inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have I told you. What if I told you it's about Is there a fancy shaped Chinese superhero? Ooh. Is there a a, a funny shaped axe? Uh yes. There's <laughs> magical weapons. There's a It's all in there. So uh, I'm in. <laughs> it's really good. So I look forward to everyone reading it. Uh it's by Written by Lun Lun Zhang, who is uh, actually someone who lived through Tiananmen Square. Uh, uh, translated by Adrian Gambaud, uh, and with art by Amazian. Uh, and it's awesome. It's a great book. Amazian. Yeah. Great it's, be, um, it's, yeah, I won't say anything more about it. But it's, What is it called again? Uh, Tiananmen 1989, Our Shattered Dreams. Our Shattered our shattered dreams or our shattered hopes? Shattered hopes. Okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I really Sorry. did it. Ah, oh, shit. I got it. I got it. I got it now. I just wanted yeah. to make sure I had the right, right. I mean, I didn't think there was two of them. Yeah. But you it's never like, know, you know. I, I'm writing like the ripoff version. To- <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Is I'm there a like, low rent? Like, yeah. Is there like a scholastic the, the Chinese ripoff version? Chinese yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, it is ordered and on the way. Yeah, it's available on Hoopla. Oh, thank God! Local library. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to have to buy that. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for you. <laughs> Check it out from the library. Thank you. I support our local libraries. Yeah, Even though it's great, it's great. I've read so many things through the library. I'm doing the audiobooks. I, I have a you know, I'm not a big audiobook person. I I, an, dri- I drive eighty miles to work. Jesus mm. Christ! <laughs> you should yeah. have just stayed in Chicago. <laughs> you would have been closer. I in, Tom, I work in Janesville twice a week. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> me, me too <laughs> so yeah it's a little bit of a haul but uh yeah yeah our library is great i just got the um uh the they're doing a prequel to snowpiercer which is i think it's like snowpiercer the fall 
which I I just saw volume one and grabbed it. I saw Snowpiercer volume one and I never read it and I just finished the series and I got home. It's like, oh, it's the prequel. And so I just kind of flipped through it. I want to go back and actually read the original series. Um, did you guys finish up or have you watched the TNT Snowpiercer series? No, I, I got to be honest. I saw the previews for it. And I was like, holy shit, this looks like the cheap version of Snoke. It looks like the TV movie version. Just <laughs> like the way like the sets looked and like costumes looked. And it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I like it. I, 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 I thought it was worth worth the watch. So I know, Sal. You I did, started did, did, watching it, but uh, haven't gone back. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I um, Dystopian... Uh, you know, nightmare Nightmare. scenarios of like oppressed social, you know, science uh, societies is not, we're so close to that now. I'm looking for fiction. I I need, I need uh, fantasy, not reality. I need magic. I need (laughs) immortal warriors with big axes. I just need something happy. Okay. I I finished reading Omega men. I'm now caught up in something from five years ago. Okay, that that Omega Man, the yeah, Tom the King. Tom King, yeah, mm-hmm. which was pretty dystopian and also sad. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving his strange adventures, though. Yeah, it's like um, I still like. Uh, I haven't read it. I haven't. Is it is it good? It's good. I it feels to me a lot like it covers a lot of stuff that he also kind of goes into in Mr. Miracle, but not, it almost feels like a, like a dry run of Mr. Miracle in a little bit of a way, or like a lot of the topics that come up in Mr. Miracle are kind of covered in there, but I actually sort of like how he, how the uh, writing and art sort of, to deal with it in Mr. Miracle a little bit better than I do in Omega Men. Which is that yeah, it's cool. It's a cool no, who, story. Who did the art? Who did the oh, art? In, in Omega Men? Let me look it up. Who was it wasn't about Gerards, was it? No, 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 no. Uh, it starts with a B. Oh, I'm having an old man moment. <laughs> B, B. B. Hey, no, we already talked about him. Bendis. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, Bendis. And this goes back to his art roots. Uh, Barnaby, Barnaby Bagenda. That's not a real name. That's it big. Is. Oh, no. It's a real name. Barnaby <laughs> Bagenda. No what offense. The, no offense, what, Barnaby. Whenever we Barnaby. were talking about it, that was the one thing that I, I, I hate that we didn't bring up when we were talking about the, the life of, uh, of Denny O'Neill. He had the best pen name. What was it? it was something O'Shaughnessy, like Seamus O'Shaughnessy. I whatever no he uh, went uh, across the street. Oh, to go the, fuck yourself, O'Shaughnessy. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> O'Shaughnessy. Seamus uh, O'Shaughnessy. I, I, that was like a pen name of his. That back whenever they would uh, they would have to do that if they were going from Marvel or DC. What was the uh, what was the Gene Colon? Pen name. Come on, man. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, uh, I can barely remember people's the... real names. Yeah. <laughs> like, who the fuck is Gene Colon? I don't remember yeah. him. Carl Suntress. Carl Suntress. You'll know these names. 
I don't know. It's not pen pal. It's uh. I don't uh, know the fake names. You guys like my new hat? Oh hell yeah! That's jaunty. Adam Austin. Adam Austin. Adam Austin. Chuck Austin. No, that was a uh, Gene Colan pseudonym. So nice. That's you look like you need to go and shoot at some big game. I'm ready. Uncle's hat. In case I have to. Yeah, this was one of my uncle's hats. He had lots of hats. He had lots of lots of hats. He's a hat man. He was a hat man. He had twelve straw hats. Who wow. has twelve straw hats? Your uncle. <laughs> yeah. That plus this hat. He had fedoras, sombreros, cowboy hats, a couple berets, a pith helmet, and <laughs> a vintage <laughs> German. Oh, I don't wow. even know what you call it. Yeah, lots of hats. Nice. Hat I like this one. Man. I like this is this is one of my favorites. This was the Australian. Yeah. Sort of, I don't know. You're going to go catch a croc or something. <laughs> That's not a knife. Yeah. Um, I'm reading uh, Doom Patrol again. Which one? All of them. Let's <laughs> start with the, the Arnold Drive. Uh, well, I'm kind of jumping back and forth. Depend- like, I'm reading like. Four issues of one, and then I read four issues of it. So I'm reading the Arnold Drake stuff, starting with the That's My cool. Greatest Adventure. But that stuff's like, it's hard. It's a slog. It is. There's. I mean, it's cool. There's cool shit in it, and it's, and it's kind of fun to pick apart. But it's you know, it's 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 kind of tough. But then I'm reading the, the Morrison. Yeah, I mean, stuff. it's Silk Rage. Yeah, and then uh, the uh, Gerard Way. Uh, I, I'm, I'm liking sorry. the Gerard way. I've got that on the nightstand. I'll I'll get into it. It's that was actually going to be my next. I think my next book pick maybe was the the first volume of that. But I don't know. But I love. I I will tell you. I fucking love that show so much. That is really good. It's, I, God, I can't get enough of that show. It is so no. well done and so kooky. And Rita Farr, that actress, has a, like. I think she has done a brilliant fucking job. Like I, I usually don't really pay attention or like think of stuff like, oh wow, the choices that this actor is making. Mm-hmm. But like the choices that she is making for that character are so brilliant. I, I she should April get Uh yeah. yeah. And yeah. which is funny, like she like up until now, like she was sort of your, you know, she would show up in a in a show as sort of like the hot girl next door kind of thing. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy that like, she's able to show what she can do in this show because she's, she's so fucking good. And the decisions she's making for that, every episode I watch it, like she does something just brilliant for that character. Like it's just so spot on and it just works and it's subtle stuff. Uh, that she's choosing to do, but it's so good. And the whole cast, I mean, the whole cast in that show is just fantastic, but I, the writing is great. It, it, I Have love you ever liked Timothy Dalton in anything better than this. No, never. The yeah. only thing even close was because he kind of plays Flash sort, Gordon. No, in, the, in um, uh, Penny Dreadful, he oh, kind of yeah. plays yeah. the same character almost. Yeah, uh, but Penny Dreadful wasn't as good as this show. And so, yeah. Well. 
No, pro- no, it's not. It's not. I like Penny Dreadful a lot, but it's not as good as the show. You're right. Um, I, I can't believe that they were allowed to make something that is as just fucking weird as this oh, show. And they embrace it. Like, they just like keep getting weirder. Man? It, yeah. <laughs> I love the, like, callbacks. The first season's bad guy was a giant freaking cockroach. It's it's so good. It's so but yeah. but but the I have to be honest, like now going back to the comic, like I'm re- mm-hmm. like reading the Grant Morrison version, and I'm yeah. using like I hear their voices now when I'm reading those characters. Like I hear so make it easier yeah. to read. It makes it so much better. Like it yeah. makes it like it, it's it's I I'm enjoying it that much more because I'm sort of the way that they have chose to interpret the books mm-hmm. has given me a new perspective on the books. You know what I mean? Okay. So like now when I read the books, it's like, Oh, this is a lot funnier than I thought it was. You know as what I mean? As like opposed to trying to interpret it all as super profound. Exactly. Or it's like, it's yeah. more of like, actually these are really fun. Like it's, funny it's They're not, funny and like, weird and it's like oh i, I kind of feel like oh this is what i didn't understand about morrison's doom patrol maybe is that it's really just funny and weird he's not necessarily trying to be super deep or or complicated he's just being weird he's just being weird and, and funny and it's like oh yeah i'm enjoying him so much more because of that yeah or it's like it's not supposed to all like be some hidden secret exactly to like some ultimate hidden truth it's just like a bunch of weird shit yeah yeah it's just (laughs) and i can just enjoy i think part of it is just age too like i'm at an age where like i can just it not only can i enjoy it but i like now i'm seeking out shit that's just kind of weird and offbeat and not your typical you know like as much as i like the old guard it, it is sort of like it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it's, it, it's an action movie. Yeah. It, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's great. I liked it, but like, I kind of want something weirder. I want, I, I'm looking for stuff that's a little, you know, off kilter now and, and just stranger. It's just where I'm at. I've read so many straight comics, so many, you know, sort of like typical comic book stories. Like, no, I need something different. I need something yeah. weirder. I need, you know, Omega Men or as, as, you know, soon, as, soon as, as soon as the Doom Patrol TV show wraps up season two, you'll be able to jump right into Umbrella Academy. Well, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That kind of thing. Same, same, same weirdness, same bizarre. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's like, you know, the for as weird as the Morrison Doom Patrol was at times, right. it's right. also uh, what they. It did take was the way that he I mean Robot Man's always been kind of the center of Doom Patrol in a way but I feel like it wasn't until this will probably be unfair to someone I'm not thinking of but uh, Morrison kind of gave Robot Man more of like an empathetic like like there's a sadness to him but also like he sort of doesn't give a fuck too, you know, like that <laughs> right. combination of like, it's an absurd thing. He's like trapped in this absurd 
sort of like condition. Well, and also he's sort of the everyman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like you can kind of get things from his perspective because he's like, what the fuck, yeah. you know, is going on here? Like, literally, he yeah. says what the fuck. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. All the time, yeah. <laughs> Where the rest, you know, it's like, like Jane is 64 personalities and in Morrison's Doom Patrol, you know, like uh, Negative Man is, you know, is, is a combination of three different, you know, it's, yeah. it's three different. You barely kind of know what he is most of the time. Yeah. Like, and, and like, so it's like, yeah, Cliff is sort of the only, not normal, but at least, you know, from a, from his perspective, it's normal. You know what I mean? Like, he's just sort of like, what, this is all fucked up and weird. Why doesn't any, he, and that's what I love about the show too, is like, he's sort of the guy like, why isn't anyone else think this is fucked up like why why is yeah. you know it's like weird. what's happening yeah this is really really fucking weird but i love what they've done with niles too like and and you know I, I it makes me feel a little bit like what the brilliant uh ideas in um the venture brothers i fucking i love the venture brothers show so much that is that is one of my most yeah. favorite things that's come out in 50 years. And um, the thing I love about it is the idea they took of like, you know, they're living in this sort of antiquated house full of, of old technology that was cutting edge at one time, but now it's it kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. it kind of sucks. <laughs> and I love that that's kind of like Niles at one time was this, you know, he had all this like cutting edge technology, but now it's kind of janky and weird. It still works and it does yeah, what he It's like weird. Yeah. I love what they've done. Like when we talked about this months, months ago, I do feel like they've sort of found like a, a way of a diff. I always felt like that character, there is no definitive version of him. Because ultimately, Morrison sort of makes him like, oh, actually, he's the bad, actually. Right. This guy's the bad guy. You know, like, you don't know anything about him. And he's, like, inscrutable. Right. And, like, impossible to, like, totally figure out what he is. And in a weird way, Timothy Dalton's kind of made him, like, not that you get him, but he's, like, a person. You know, as opposed to like, they keep going back and forth. They keep going back and forth of like, I'm one. You know, it's like, you know, on one hand, he he comes off as kind of a piece of shit for what he did, but then they make him sympathetic, you know, uh, and caring. Like, it's interesting what they're doing with that. Like, sort of going because, yeah, because like Morrison, he's like a layered three dimensional character. Exactly, he's a layered three (laughs) dimensional. Well, I think Morrison tried, but yeah, he made him much more. Like, you know, he wasn't a benevolent benefactor. Like, he wasn't, you know, helping anyone but himself. He was very selfish. Yeah. Niles yeah. was a very selfish, self-centered. And and Dalton does that, too. Like, oh, yeah. He also has the other elements. He has the other yeah. side of it. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, okay. Like, I sort of... There, there might that. be a reason for it. There might you be... Know, or at least he feels like a character... Yeah. But they're still yeah. yeah, he feels like a character where sometimes in Morrison, like that character just sort of feels like, ah, nothing you knew is what you thought. Yeah. It's like, ah, and it's like, oh, okay. I, well, I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> the, the, know, one like, thi- the one thing I love about Nor- Morrison's Calder is like he's never, he never 
is caught off guard. Like, oh, yeah, he, yeah, no yeah. matter how weird or strange, it's like, oh, of, of course, of course. it's, of course. you know, what's what, happening. Yeah. We're standing for this. Yeah, he's always dealt with it somewhere in the past. Yeah, and so he yeah. Dealt, oh, oh, this reforms. reminds me of 1929, where yeah. we dealt with something, you know, almost identical to this. <laughs> yeah, this is what we've done this before. And yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. really it's really an interesting, like, it's given me such a, a, a fresh perspective on the books. It's, it's fun now to go back and read it again and, and sort of have that and those voices in my head. But also what is cool about it is Cyborg – who's a character who's been jammed into so many things that he doesn't really fit into actually kind of works yeah. <laughs> in this. Yeah. And like, I like what, you know, like the whole arc of it from the first season, you know, like his character, like, you know, you think of like the justice league movie and it's like, no cyborgs part of the justice league. And you're right. like, oh, okay. You know, it's what they've they, done in the comics. They've, yeah. Yeah. They've tried to shoehorn that character in so many times. And that poor and character can never been interesting. Can't handle it. Yeah. But then like, I liked how they kind of jammed him into the doom patrol and kind of like, I like the actor that plays, you know, that, plays the role and I'm like, like really ah. well, I'm they, like, also even the way they did it was sort of like meta in the sense of like he felt he was already a superhero yeah, and yeah. too good for the Doom Patrol he didn't need the Doom Patrol, Patrol yeah, but exactly. then he kind of finds out no you're fucked up like you got a lot of issues you're just He's as cute. fucked up as, as the rest yeah. of these fucking yeah. misfits well and, I, the, the, the interesting thing with the character is that is that he it puts him in, a, in an interesting position because he goes from being the freak when he's not around them to when he is with the team, he might be the most normal person on the team. Well, he at least feels like he in, is. In, in, his, in his mind. In his mind, know? he is. Yeah. Yeah. And then he starts to uncover a lot of his baggage and crap that he has to deal with. But, yeah. it's But it's, it's just it's, funny because it's like you see him in the Justice League – and it's like, oh, he's this big time superhero. But even in that movie, they sort of touched on the idea of he's not a really happy person. You know, like yeah, he's sure. a fucking machine and, you know, he's not even sure if he's human anymore. And that would be really fucked up. Like that would be a really, yeah. you know, tough existence. Uh, and that, you know, that was Morrison. Like he, you know, he looked at Robot Man and like going, this would be awful. This would be yeah. fucking horrible to be this character, like, you know, and, and it's such an interesting perspective because like the original Drake stuff, while it was weird, like other than the first issue, he doesn't really deal with their own, you know, feelings on, on themselves that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the first issue, it's like, Oh, you guys are all, you know, have hardships, but then it's just like Niles going, well, stop feeling sorry for yourself. And, you know, do something There's good. Animal, vegetable, mineral man is out there. <laughs> we need to stop them. And they're all like, okay, let's do that. Yeah. You know, like, go team. Yeah. I love that they touched on that on the TV show with like, the original Doom Patrol team that you know, just did not end well. And I just, I just watched the, uh, the episode, the, the Danny the Brick episode where, uh, where Niles got, uh, uh, Cliff High. He's like, he's like, I can, make this more enjoyable for you. <laughs> Everybody gets high in that episode. That's an awesome episode. Like, I am so 
<laughs> well, the other thing, like, um, you know, I, I was read, I was reading the Morrison. I was reading an issue of the Morrison run today, and it's like it's well, it was like the first. I think it was the first ep- issue, and it's this perfect Niles Calder moment of like. He goes to meet Steve at the hospital and he finds out Steve is now Rebus. He's this combination of three characters and he's very, you know, like not sure what the fuck he is. And he leaves and then his first instinct is like, well, do you want to join the Doom Patrol? <laughs> like, you know, it's not like, you know, this guy's in trouble. He needs help. It's like, yeah. hey, you're, a, you know, you're a mess. How would yeah, you like to join my superhero team? Uh-oh. We lost Tom. We lost Tom. <laughs> what happened? Tom's, Tom's not back. Tom's gone. Tom's front. He lose he loses internet connection again. But Probably. yeah, it's just it, it, I, like I said, the the show is so good that it's given me an entirely new appreciation for the Doom Patrol comics. Uh and and specifically the the Grant Morrison stuff, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh but um there he is. But but yeah, it's just I'm, I'm I'm having fun all over again with the comics, which is awesome. Like I, I I can't think I can't think of many shows or movies or something that have, has done that to me, where it's like it's made my experience of the book or the comic book better. Like it's rare. I know it has happened, but yeah, it's pretty rare. This actually, this actually goes back to one of Tom's. Um, book of the month picks from like around comics version one, which I read and just did not get it. But then I listened to the audio um, drama of it and it clicked and I went back and reread it and it just, everything made sense. And that was the adventures of Luther Arkwright. Mm. And I don't know if you've ever, they did a really good audio drama that with like David Tennant, like before he was Doctor Who. And uh, and it was really, you know, big all-star UK cast. And it just, the story clicked for me whenever I heard it as as the audio drama because the comic confused the shit out of me. Well, it's a pretty dense comic. I mean, that's not an easy one for sure. Um so I could, yeah, I mean, there, it's an interesting thing sometimes where I can't think of anything off the top of my head other than Doom Patrol, but I know that, that there have been other things like that where it's like, oh, it's changed my, my view of the, of the book. And so it's like, I can go back. I think, um, actually I can think of one that, that did that to me was, uh, uh, Gaiman's, um, American Gods. I, oh, sure. I, yeah. I hadn't read the book. Um, but I, I watched the series and then when I read the book, it was like, oh, I fell in love with the book. Like, I really liked the series, yeah. but I absolutely fell in love with the book. And I think part of it was like, I could see those characters and, and I don't know if it's like an age thing. Like when I was younger, I had that ability more like to sort of visualize what these characters in a book might look like or sound Mm -hmm. like. And Mm -hmm. I feel like as I got older, I sort of lost that ability a bit, you Mm -hmm. know? And so like, if I, if I watch something and then I have, you know, I have those characters, you know, and like, like that book or that show, when you have a a phenomenal actor, like, um, Ian McShane Mm -hmm. playing Odin, 
uh, it's like he's so powerful of a character, so great of an actor. It's like, oh, okay. Now when I'm reading the book and I see his face and I hear his voice, it just adds to the book. And I absolutely fell in love with that book where it's like one of my favorite books that I've read in the last like 20 years. Um, but I, but I absolutely, I know for a fact that watching that show beforehand was a part of why I love, I ended up falling in love with that book so much. It's really, it's interesting you say that because I've got friends who are, uh, parents and their, their kids are reading age and they have intentionally not let their kids watch any of the Harry Potter movies yet until after they read the whole series because they want their kids to not lose out on, on creating how those characters look and sound with their own imagination. Which yeah, is and that, yeah. I think I had a really strong like ability to do that when I was younger. And I think like I've, for some reason I I've lost that or something to some degree. Like I don't have that connection with books. Yeah. As They're much more, as I more, more words on a page instead of world building in a your mind. A little bit. I, yeah, there's something. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's just an age thing or what, but uh, <laughs> it's an interesting I, you know, I, idea of just like I, I enjoy sometimes now having a voice. Well, that's why I kind of – but at the same time, like audio books are difficult for me because I can't disconnect enough or something like I try and listen to audiobooks and I have there's been a few that I've listened to that I've enjoyed but a lot of times I I find myself sort of like not paying attention yeah just drifting away from it and like going ah this you know and I don't know maybe it's the story not all books are good that's true that is (laughs) that's true it could be that could be that I, I I just tanked one I got about three hours into it and I'm just like None of these characters interest me. The story is boring. It may get better, but I nobody's got time for that. Yeah, that could be it for sure. Yeah. So not all books are good. What's the and, last uh, good audiobook? Uh I'm finishing up the uh the Ken Fowlett uh Century trilogy. It's trilogy, Tom. You'd love it. It's great. Um <laughs> it's uh the 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 first one is uh, Fall of Giants. It's uh takes place uh, kind of the, the the fall of the Russian Empire begin a couple months before before the start of World War one is this and it nonfiction like five fiction? different families all over the world during World War one and then the second book is really about World War two and then up to like the the not or the up to the the Russians getting the 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 atomic bomb. So kind of the 1950s. And then the last one, uh, edge of eternity is, um, 1961 to like 1985. So it's just kind of a big epic world history told from like individual stories. So right now it's like all about the civil rights movement and, uh, and basically Russia being a horrible place to live. In 1961. So. It's good. Yeah. Sounds uh, historical historical fiction. Oh, it's fiction. It is fiction. It, it's historical fiction. Yeah. Okay. So it's like Bobby Kennedy and Jack Kennedy are 
important characters at where I am in the book. And, you know, one, like one of the characters worked in the, worked for Woodrow Wilson in his cabinet and, you know, so. Gotcha. So yeah, it's, yeah. And historical fiction. So it's of a, do you like historical, you like that? I've, I, I've, I haven't read much historical fiction. I've watched some shows that are historical fiction, like um, Man in the High Castle. You watch that show? That's you know, interesting. I wouldn't call that historical fiction. That's alternate timeline. Well, what the fuck's the difference? This stuff actually happened. So it's actually following real. That's life. not fiction. Huh? That's not what? fiction. It's they're fictional stories that are surrounded by actual events in history. So like the characters are fictional characters and their stories are fictional, but it's the backdrop is, is very much about actual historical events. I think you're splitting hairs here. It's not an alternate timeline. It's historical fiction. Well, I mean, part of uh, uh, man in the high castle is not, is, is accurate. I mean, we did fight in world war two and we just, in, yeah. in that story, we lost. <laughs> so, yeah. so alternate timeline. So okay. Uh, yeah. I, I consider that historical fiction. Uh, like Downton Abbey would be historical fiction. It's 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 a fictional no, story. Downton Abbey is fiction. Backdrop of things that actually happen. No, like but that's night. any fiction. That no, 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 no. Historical fiction is. Listen, it, World War Two happened. Yes. We lost it. That's the fictional part of World War II. No, but... Um, but historical... Downton Abbey is is fiction. That just... Ha- I mean, that's like saying... Yeah. That's not historical fiction. It's... The, the, the events and the history that are the, that are the setting and backdrop are almost a character unto themselves. The re- it's like the Century series. The reason he wrote this book was as a as a look through the the history of the last century and the and the Tom what do you say about this how do you how do you fall on this argument let's wrap this up (laughs) (laughs) let's move on to something else or are you you done for the night I'm done this is a fiction thing sapped my (laughs) sapped my energy (laughs) we'll have a true answer we'll find somebody to answer it we will debate this later well, um, all right then. I was enjoying. I was enjoying it, but you know, that's okay. We'll go to. Uh, we can find out. We can find out what the answer is. <laughs> Historical fiction is a literary genre in which the plot takes place in a setting located in the past. Although the term is commonly used as a synonym for historical novel, it can also be applied to other types of narrative, including theater, opera, cinema, blah blah. blah. Yeah. So uh, I would say that in the past. Would be World War II that we lost in <laughs> historical fiction. Well, that is a subgenre of historical <laughs> fiction called alternate history. All right, yeah. I can accept that. It's historical fantasy. Historical yeah. speculative. I mean, fiction. would the old guard be historical fiction because it took place in history? <laughs> like that's. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider that historical fiction. No. No. No, but would uh, if the if the uh, yeah if the, Pirates if, of the Caribbean would that be historical fiction? Uh, no, 
By your definition, it would, though. (laughs) All right. I don't know. So there you go. Uh, So, yeah, let's wrap this one up. Um, So, Tom, once again, uh, the book that you have picked for our our next one is is. Animan 1989. This is just history. No fiction. It's just history. Boo. Boo. (laughs) Boo. Jeez, if I wanted history. Gross. <laughs> All right. So we'll be talking about that Daredevil, in the next, next show. Up here. There is uh, no accompanying movie to uh, to to go yeah. along with it. So uh, so check that out. You could like, is there uh, some? Uh, this is a. Uh, is there some kung fu or something in this book? Is yes. There I think there's tanks. Yeah. yeah. I think there's probably tanks. <laughs> so, uh, yep. At the end. Yeah. Spoilers. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll check that out. We'll probably try and Spoiler. get that in early September. So since this is uh, August coming up, uh, once again, reach the show through all your social media outlets. You can email us at info at aroundcomics.com. Yes. And huh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, check out uh, swag. We have swag. Aroundcomics.com slash shop. You can uh, you can get that there. I'll, I'll, let's let's go ahead and. There you go. Tom's wearing the shirt there. there. Little, little, uh, yeah. It's good on you. We need to do, we need to do a Tom Cater's bobblehead. But that would sell like hotcakes. I would buy it. Absolutely. Just looking looking tired. Just looking like, oh my God, I can't believe we're arguing about historical fiction. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We need to get a librarian up in here. Uh, I'm going to I'm I'm actually going to call in a librarian on this one. I'm going to oh, get a true definition of this. God's Find sake. out what is going I have, on. I have librarians. I have I have connections with librarians. Listen, so, if you uh, can't defend your point on your own and you have to I call did. in, if you have to I call did. in your mommy, you lose. Like, if you got to no, call in mommy, yeah. your librarian friend, then you lose, my friend. I'm sorry. That's just the rules of being a man. You, you you gotta go get your big brother. You gotta get your big sister to to I'm fight like, your battles for you. In history, where things actually happen, you're like Wolfenstein is historical fiction. <laughs> By that definition, I think that would be historical fiction. <laughs> just All saying. right, uh, guys, uh, always fun. We'll be back uh, again uh, uh, Sunday from now, so about ten days or so. Try and get back on a. On a regular schedule, I think. Um, in the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around, around historical fiction. Yeah, it happened. <laughs>